If living in an RV slash trailer was so cheap, why don't more people do it? So let's check this out. Hi, sorry if this is a dumb question. I've been wondering about it for a few days now. I had this conversation with a family member recently since I got curious while an RV was passing by on the highway. If it's so much cheaper than owning a home or paying for rent, why don't I see more people doing it as their primary residence, especially in high cost of living or very high cost of living areas and states? Wouldn't it be cheaper to buy an empty plot of land and let your RV trailer sit on top of it until you can build your own home way into the future when you have enough money? I get that it's a hassle for most people to not have direct access to a bathroom, but wouldn't it be a small price to pay for you to dump out your waste bucket from an RV every day to save a lot of money? I understand that it's not for long term, but for short term residents, it seems viable, especially since Mercedes has been selling smart RVs to my knowledge these past few years. I have been in this sub a few months ago and saw a post asking something similar about living in manufactured homes and their value depreciating over time. Again, sorry if this is dumb, I just recently moved to the US at a very high cost of living area and I am 16, so not the most financially literate or worldwide about a lot of things. So I understand where this person's like mindset is coming from. I would have a very similar mindset as well because it would just like, you'll like think about it, like you'll look at it and be like, why don't more people do this, right? If they wanna save money and live cheaper and like have more money coming in that they could actually use why don't they just do that so what people need to understand about these type of things which personally i don't necessarily have anything against people doing this but what people need to understand is that the harsh reality the biggest reason why people won't do this is because of the resale and also because it is like extremely likely that you will lose a good portion of your initial price point, right? So for example, let's say that you bought an RV at like $60,000 brand new, right? Well, by the time that you were to actually sell that RV, it might be worth like 25000 So you lost a good amount of money. You lost $35,000 roughly not including, you know, sales tax and all that kind of stuff and whatnot. So, and also maintenance costs too. So you lost a good amount of money that you also had to upkeep that whole time. So it's not a really good option, right? In terms of like financially speaking, it's not that great of an option. Now, what you could technically do, like this person kind of was thinking, he's like, oh, why don't you also buy the RV or trailer or whatever and stick it on a piece of land? The reason why that might end up working for some people, but again, most people still won't do it, is because they will typically buy a, like a brand new mobile home or manufactured home and the land, right? Now, the land has to basically offset the loss on that trailer home or that trailer or that RV, which typically doesn't happen right? Typically, the land does not appreciate to such an extent where it grows like 50% in terms of the value, right? To basically offset the cost of that trailer, RV, home, whatever, right? That being said, 
in the some like there's some cases where it could end up happening where the land just skyrockets in value because there's a lot of construction going around in the area so the value of the home might get bumped up by like a hundred grand, two hundred grand, just the pure land that your thing is sitting on, which could offset the loss of what you spent on that vehicle to park it there, right? But again, that's very rare. But you could technically force this type of thing to happen or work out in a way where basically you buy like a pre-owned like manufactured home or trailer or RV for like dirt cheap that is somehow in good condition, like livable condition, and you stick it onto that property. So like maybe you're only spending like 10, maybe 15 grand on the RV, trailer, mobile home, whatever, that's actually in good condition, and you stick it on land that you own completely free and clear so that you have nothing, you're no debt, nothing at all, basically, free and clear, right? So that basically the land just has to slightly increase percentage per year to basically offset the cost to where it kind of like financially makes sense where it doesn't really matter to you at that point. Now, if you're going to like live on there for like the rest of your life, it really doesn't matter, right? But that's not typically the case. People tend to move pretty often, way more so than they actually think, right? And also, not many people actually make enough money or manage their finances well enough to be able to justify getting like a construction loan or paying cash for the construction of basically like a dream home on this plot of land. Which, I mean, I think that's a pretty awesome goal to basically buy land, build an awesome home on it, and like live there. That'd be pretty cool. But you need a lot of cash or be able to have a lot of access to leverage debt right which i definitely don't recommend anyone doing because you could get screwed over by your uh, construction workers so you got to be very careful with that too but that's the main reason why people typically don't do this even though in some cases it might actually make more financial sense but also like you got to think about it too like when you buy land You still got to hook it up to stuff, right? You got to hook your RV, your trailer home, whatever, to some sort of electricity, some sort of plumbing, which you got to pay for. So like a $30,000 plot of land might actually cost in total like maybe a hundred grand, depending on how difficult it is for the city or the company that you're working with to actually get that thing livable for you could actually place the stuff on it not to mention every state every county has different regulations as what can even actually be allowed to do on that stuff right because like some people are like in the whole like tiny home like craze right like people love tiny homes you can't have a tiny home in every single county of the united states right There are some counties that literally prevent people from building a tiny home within that county, right? So you wouldn't even be able to legally have that home on your property if you were to buy the property in that county and also have that tiny home there. You wouldn't be able to have it there. Some people, like some counties, don't even allow you to have manufactured homes in that county, right? Like 
there's so many things that people just don't think about when it comes to like buying stuff. And again, this person's like 16, so it's very understandable and they just moved to the States and all that. So perfectly understandable as to why they don't understand potentially the reasons why. But again, I have seen in some very specific cases that people do this and it works out for them. But typically, it's the example where they buy land for pretty cheap in a very great area. It doesn't cost basically anything to hook it, like hook anything up to it in terms of like electricity, internet, all that kind of stuff. It was very cheap, right? And they also got a very, very cheap trailer or mobile home or whatever that might have only cost like 10 or 20 grand so that all everything's said and done. Maybe they're at like a sixty, seventy thousand dollar like price point, but the land ended up going like two hundred thousand dollars in terms of the value of the property within like five years, right? And then they add like a house on top of it that they built, and then that plot of land with their home, like their legitimate home, is now worth about like six hundred thousand dollars, maybe even seven hundred thousand dollars, because the area is just perfect and it's just the pop like the population in that area just skyrocketed over those years like ugh. this is the problem with this whole thing in terms of like real estate land all that kind of stuff location matters so much with all of this where it makes sense or not right but that's basically the reasons why not many people do this Although it probably would be pretty fun for some time. So let's see some of these comments. So most places have rules against these types of vehicles. My neighbors had one they rented out as a side business and they couldn't have it on their property for more than 24 hours to flip it. They needed to rent space to store it. The cost to live in an RV depends on the RV and where you're able to park it at night. Some solutions are inexpensive, some are expensive. Either way, you have all the maintenance of a car, plus all the maintenance of a mobile home. To me, that makes full-time living not worth it no matter how inexpensive. And half the comfort of each. Too large of a vehicle to go into some places, and they just aren't as comfortable as a traditional home unless it's a very high-end one. Plus the depreciation of both. Yep. Even if you could just buy land and park an RV, isn't it thousands and thousands of dollars to bring utilities if they aren't already present? Plus, some of these new rigs are as much as mobile homes go for, and loans are probably difficult to come by. I feel like banks would treat these as toys. Yeah, and here's the thing. And this is also something that I don't necessarily recommend, but the difference that between, like, the, one of the biggest differences between buying a traditional home versus, like, a mobile home, manufactured home, or RV is that when you buy a home, Let's say you were to buy a home cash, like probably won't, but let's just say that you were able to buy a home cash, let's say for like $200,000, like as an example, right? What you could do is technically refinance a mortgage out of that home where you get basically potentially 80, 85% of the like uh, estimated value of the home. So let's say that you bought a home for $200,000 cash. You made some slight improvements and you got the home valued at like 250, right? You basically get your money back out and then you have 
this cash, but you've got like a mortgage on your home now, but you can basically view it like potentially depending on the location of that property, that home is going to be going up in value, even though you took a loan on it, the home's going to be appreciating in value. And you potentially could have the money that you took out of it make you more money, or you could end up buying another home that you might use as like a rental property, right? So technically you could have like one paid off home and then also a home that has like a mortgage on it. One is paying for the mortgage so that technically you're like basically having no out-of-pocket expense because if you have a good renter, you could technically pay that off and basically you have like a positive cash flow and own two properties that will appreciate in value so you could potentially exponentially increase your net worth whereas you can't do anything like that with land slash RV situation, right? Now again, what I just explained would just be a pain in the butt and I wouldn't really suggest anyone do it, right? You could do it. Some people do it. Some people are very good at doing it but it just opens yourself up for risk but... The way that companies view homes is very different than RVs and lands. Like it's much easier to get loans on homes than it is for anything else, basically. So just something to really think about. Let's see. 10k plus for electric, 20 to 30k for septic, 15 to 20k for well. Oof. Yeah, wells are pretty expensive. RVs also don't have much insulation. They get cold in the winter. Land loans aren't easy to get, and just because owning an RV is cheaper than owning a home, people still need to be financially able to purchase an RV for cash or get financing. Let's see. There are a lot of questions here, so I'll answer this one at a time. A lot of people do it probably more than you think. Texas has RV parks everywhere. The snowbird lifestyle moving north in the summer and south in the winter is popular with retirees. Buying land and living out of an RV is only going to be legal where there are no restrictions, and that's very rural. Even then, you're probably better off buying a small and expensive manufactured home that's meant to be lived in full time. Dumping your waste from a bucket is a biohazard. You don't want to live like that, and it's how disease spreads, cholera, hepatitis A, typhoid fever, etc. For health reasons, you should bury your solid waste, and digging a cat hole every day will get old. Mercedes Sprinter Class B RVs are six figures, and buying one of those will cost as much as, or more than rent, so it's not a solution if you are thinking about cost. Yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, taking like a bird's eye view, financially speaking, for the majority of scenarios, it just does not make sense, really, right? I mean, you could get it to work in very specific circumstances, but overall, it's basically too much of a headache, too much of a pain to really justify doing it, like, pretty much. But here's the thing. If you're someone who wants to, like, live a very cheap life and also not really think about doing anything pretty much at all in terms of, like, maintenance costs and whatnot... What you could do, instead of doing all of this, is one, maybe buy a very cheap condo with no HOA or very low HOA fees, right? 
because there are some places where you can buy like a condo for like 50 grand to like 100 grand and it's actually a pretty nice thing and you don't really got to do anything in terms of like maintenance. Now there are other options where you could just go to a different county within your state and the homes in that county might be super, super cheap or even just going like 30 minutes like farther away from like a high population area could drop the home prices by a hefty, hefty price point, right? We're talking about you could have like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar homes where you're at right now, but if you move like twenty minutes farther away or like have a twenty minute commute or maybe a fifteen minute commute, that price point might be more like two hundred or one fifty. Right, so it all depends on the location. Now, this is also very rare, but there are some cases where you buy a super cheap home, like an actual home, but you buy it super cheap and you just get the look of the draw pretty much where you start getting massive amounts of population growth in the area, a lot of new construction in the area, where that $100,000 home, $150,000 home could now be potentially worth like a million dollars, which, crazy enough, I've actually seen where someone bought a $150,000 home or a $145,000 home, and then within like seven years, like seven years, that $140,000 home got sold for a mill, a mill. $1 million. So imagine you buying a $100,000 home, $150,000 home, whatever, to now almost making a profit of a million dollars. That is just crazy. Crazy. But that can happen. And that can't happen if you were to go the land slash RV route. Like you cannot get like an appreciation ever in that scenario. Right? And you really typically can't get an appreciation of like a $100,000 land RV situation to like a 300,000 is super rare, super rare. And I mentioned that there was some cases that that did happen, but it's such a rare thing to do. But stay tuned for more. If you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40inbox.com.